In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Generations of boys and girls who are now moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas once stood before an altar like this with white robes on. They confessed their faith and pledged allegiance to the one who first washed their robes and made them white in the blood of his lamb, clothed them with his perfect righteousness in the washing of holy baptism. For many of us, confirmation vows were shaped with our good intentions. Quite a mouthful of words we spoke at our confirmation. We pledged ourselves to live according to God's word and to remain faithful to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, suffering all, even death, rather than falling away from him. We responded, I do so intend by the grace of God. Do you remember? This was our intention, to remain in this Christian faith in which we were baptized until the day we died. It was a good intention. The question is, is what happens to so many good intentions? The sad truth is over the years, you and I haven't always continued in the pledge that we made at our confirmation. Oftentimes, we despise the preaching of God's holy word. We turn our backs on Jesus, allowing other things to get in the way of being in God's house each week. In fact, we oftentimes mimic the world and listen to the voice of Satan. But things haven't changed so much over time, you see. You remember the great confession that Peter made when Jesus asked him, Who do you say that I am? And Peter responded confidently, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then just a few days later, Jesus tells them that he will go up to Jerusalem and suffer, be killed, and on the third day rise again. Except this time Peter rebukes him, saying, Never, Lord! This shall not happen to you. And Jesus looked at him and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. From confessor to denier in a few days. The same is true for each and every one of us in our Christian lives. And so we cry out with a centurion, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. This evening, our Lord would have us stop, look, and listen. For on this Sunday's reading, everything changes, transfigured. 
Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, and you and me up onto the Mount of Transfiguration. And as we are on this high mountain, time and eternity stand together in a moment of glory. In the twinkling of eye in eye, Jesus is transfigured, transfigured. His face shines like the sun, and his clothes become as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appear to him. Then Peter says to Jesus, Lord, it's good to be here. If you wish, let me build three tabernacles, three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came from heaven saying, This is my son. Hear him. And when the disciples hear the voice, they are greatly afraid. But Jesus comes, touches them, and says, Don't be afraid. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw Jesus only. Our Lord Jesus would have all of us who have broken promises, broken relationships, and broken hearts to stop and look and listen to Jesus. Listen to this holy conversation that is taking place between Jesus and Moses and Elijah. Matthew doesn't tell us exactly what the conversation was all about. We have to look into Luke's gospel for those details. Luke tells us that they were talking about Jesus' exodus, his departure from this life back to his heavenly Father. Jesus was talking to them, them about what he had come to do. I must be about my Father's business. He was talking about the work of salvation for you and me and for all the sinners of the world for all time. He was telling Moses and Elijah that he was about to go up to another mountain, to Calvary, to suffer and die and rise again from the dead. Think about that conversation for a bit. He was talking about taking on the sins of the world in his flesh. He was talking about taking on this, any sin that you ever committed or will commit the end of the day. The sins which you have openly committed and the sins that you have omitted. Every last one of them. He would take them up to another mountain to a tree and crucify them and then be brought down from that tree and buried in a tomb. Your sins gone for good. It is finished, he cries out. Salvation accomplished. You are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are restored. And he replaces your sins with his perfect righteousness. Your death for his life. So let no one despair this evening. Let not your hearts be fearful, full of dread, wondering if your broken promises your broken relationships, your hurting have ruled you out of the grace of God. Wondering if perhaps maybe I strayed too often or too long. Our Lord's promise is for every tarnished sinner is that Jesus shed his blood for you. 
the body and blood of Christ will again be placed into your mouths this evening. His word is proclaimed to your ears. You are forgiven. You are my son, my daughter. I am well pleased with you. In this service, you are transfigured. And that really is all that matters at the end of the day. Jesus and Jesus only. In his redeeming love, which flows out freely from this baptismal font, from this pulpit and altar, you are made pure and holy, undefiled. You are his son. You are his daughter. And he is pleased with you. The sins of the past bound to the cross. Satan defeated, doomed to hell. This world will end in judgment. But the power and the peace of the forgiveness of Jesus' name is all yours. And that takes away our fear and brings us hope and a future. No, an eternal joy. And so we can say with Peter tonight, Lord, it's good to be here. May that be your thought this evening as we enter into the Lenten season. Lord, it's good to be here. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, to life everlasting. Amen.